Boys, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, I hope you're not a child and listening to this. Welcome to episode 93 of The Booth Review. Um, I'm Seth Hallman, as always, joined by Brennan Willett. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Michael Lynch. Michael, as a special guest, we're going to talk to you first. How, How are things? Things are well, Seth. I appreciate you. Have me on the podcast today, you know, a little emergency pod action requested by Mr. Brandon himself. It's good to be back. I haven't been on a podcast in a few months, so I'm excited to get things rolling with you boys. Nice. Brandon, how are we? I mean, I'd say I'm good, but I'm not. Uh, and here I, we go. <laughs> yeah, strap them on. Let's fucking go. Uh, I called this emergency podcast because I'm fucking irate. Uh, with so many aspects of TBR right now. And uh, when we are, you know, when we have issues at TBR, what do we do? We call emergency podcasts. So that's what we're doing right now. Um, But before we get into all the, you know, Fugazi, Fugazi of the whole episode, Bruins scored, let's fucking go. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I guess. Kind of. Seth, how are you? I'd assume not well, or you're not about to be well, I guess is what I would say. No, I'm, I'm chilling. Um, I, uh, um, no, I got to call a broadcast today, which was nice. It's the first time I've been able to do an in-person broadcast in a long ass time. So it was, how was the, how was the very weather? nice to, Oh, it was great. Cause it was indoors. Cause you know, it was basketball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can imagine. You can get into it now. I'm just not going to listen to you. I'm going to watch the uh, the Bruins Fine. game. You can, you can watch. Game. You can watch your Bruins fucking broadcast. That is two and a half hours behind. Go for <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, dude. The Bruins literally. Like, I'm seeing the replay of the goal right now. I'm so far behind. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm in intermission. They're they're dropping the puck for the second period at this point. So, <laughs> TBR bowl is in two days. Also, if I say tomorrow accidentally throughout this podcast, I mean Friday. Like. But also, this is, like, I feel like most people are going to hear this tomorrow and like tomorrow as in Thursday. So, like, if you say tomorrow, it makes sense. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, it, whatever. TBR Bowls on Friday. Uh, what a bitch to set up, by the way. Let's just let's just first and foremost, fuck people in general. I mean, yes, I am appreciative of the people who have been you know, who have already agreed to help out with this. And there's select individuals who have been locked in for like a month now that have, you know, stuck to the plan and followed up with me and made sure that everything is confirmed. So I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the softies who claim to be fans of TBR sports and follow TBR. And when we come to you with a paid opportunity to help us out with our biggest production of the year, and you're too fucking soft to even come up with a halfway decent excuse for why you can't do it, unfollow the account right now. I literally want you to unfollow TBR Sports. I don't care if we lose all 5,000 fucking followers on our Instagram page. You're soft. You have no stones. You're weak. I don't want you in our fan base. So fuck right off, first of all. Fuck right off. Secondly, TBR White needs to stop fucking bitching about the conditions of the game. I mean, come on. I've got this whole thing on a platter for you all. And I get a text this morning. Do we have a weather plan? 
I almost vomited when I heard that. Do we have a weather plan? This isn't fucking Little League Baseball. A weather plan? Excuse me? This production that we've been planning for two and a half months that we've dished all this money into? Do we have a weather plan? Fuck off. Everybody on TBR White has a silver fucking spoon up their ass. They want this whole thing to be handed to them. TBR Dark is to do all the fucking work, get all the fucking employees, get all the fucking jerseys, get all the fucking cameras. I mean, what the fuck? Who? I mean, yeah, yeah now I know why we lost last year, because they just get to cruise in in their fucking heated seat, whatever bullshit, show up to the game five minutes before, get their jerseys handed to them at the gate. And run around the field like a bunch of pussies and win the game. No wonder why we lost last year. We're slaving it to make sure that this thing happens. I'm so sick of hearing the bullshit from TBR White. Your captain didn't even care enough to show up to the podcast tonight. He sends me a text. What's the emergency podcast about? I might want to join. I tell him it's about TBR Bowl. He goes, oh, no, I don't want to join that. Then what the fuck are you asking me for? What did you think we were going to be talking about? The NBA? Like we always do? (laughs) Like, no, my God, TBR White, too much of this, too much of this. You're going to get your shit kicked in on Friday. That's my two cents. And if you have any sort of excuse or or uh, defense for why you want to not play in the rain on Friday, I'd love to hear it. Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio. What? Like, did I lie about anything? I just expressed the fact that I'm not super keen on the idea of playing football on what I think is a turf field in the pouring rain when it's 35 degrees out. Like that's just not enjoyable for me at all. Um, Seth, I first of all would like to say that I don't, I don't think you have any ground to stand on after quitting on the TBR bowl last year, 90 minutes before the game. I mean, I said this to Michael earlier and it was not my call. You're no stranger to bailing out at the last minute. Just saying. Was not my call. We've been over this. I mean, I was literally on my way out the door. I had every intention of playing. And then my parents said, no, it's not like I have the ability. Like, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Play. I'm, I wouldn't be allowed to show up to my own house, bro. Like, what, like, what am I supposed to do about that? I don't know. I mean, fix your own shit, but. When you, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not if, exactly. If, if my parents don't want In me the to words show up of to your own I can't captain. just show up. Your own captain on that day sent me a text and said, at a certain point, you're 20 years old. You make your own decisions. Just saying. But continue, please. If Why you do live, you have an issue with the weather? If you live with your parents, you don't get to make the decisions when you're living in their house. Just how that works. Number one, number two, you know, there's, I think a legitimate injury concern on a turf field without cleats, if it's pouring rain. And also like, I just don't feel like being miserable and totally fucking soaked. And my fingers feel like they're going to fall. Like that's not enjoyable for me. Okay. Um, thirdly with the whole jerseys getting handed to them at the door, I apologize for not being a big enough football fan that I have purchased a white football Jersey. My bad. All right. All right. I apologize for not owning a white football Jersey because that's some crazy slight that somehow hinders your ability to play a football game because one of you might have to bring an extra Jersey. Just, Oh my God, you have to carry an extra 0.1 pounds of weight. 
what are you ever going to do? Then fourth, you can't imply that your team is doing all of the work when it's literally just you, Brendan. You cannot false, tell me that false, all, the false, entirety false, of false. your team is doing all of the work. Michael, how many people did you reach out to to help with the production? Over 30. Seth, how many did you reach out to? Zero, because I don't give a Case fuck. Case in fucking point, Seth. Case <laughs> Yes, because you texting people with your thumbs is going to hinder your ability to play this football game by so much. I'm not saying it's hindering my ability. I'm just saying and we're, also that's we're doing all the work. You guys just get to show up and play the same. Okay. I have the same issue with, by the way, when's the last time the morning show was recorded? I have the same issue with me editing the videos for the morning show. I tell Carp, send me the timestamps and I'll do it. He sends me the timestamps. Mind you, I'm in college. I have a lot of shit to do. I can't just drop everything and edit Robbie Carpentier's videos. But I want to do that for him because the whole reason why he left TBR the first time was because he didn't feel like he was getting equal enough representation. So I want to make sure that we're pushing his show as much as we're pushing this show. So I say, I'll edit your videos for you. He takes me like a 24 hours. He takes 24 hours to send me the clips. 10 minutes after he sends me the clips. How are we coming on the videos? Videos done? How are we coming on those videos? Where are they? Are they out on TikTok? Why aren't they on Instagram? How are we coming? How are we coming? Why is the expectation that I have to solve everybody's problems here? Yes, I offer to do it, but that doesn't mean overstep your boundaries and be up my ass 24-7 about me doing everything for you. This is exactly what's happening with this football game. The expectation is like, nah, Brendan's just going to figure it out. You know, Brendan and Michael are just, they know enough people. They're going to find two people. I text Carp, hey, can you reach out to like maybe one or two people to see if they can help with the production? He goes, no, nah, I don't know anybody. You don't know anybody, Carp, the people's person of North Andover, Mass. You don't know a single soul that you might be willing to ask. I'm going through my entire black book asking people to come. People I haven't talked to in years to come and help with this because I'm that desperate for this production to run smoothly. Just, you know, FYI, we can't do this thing without a main camera. We saw it last year. Brownie sucked at doing the camera and he's playing this year. The camera times out every 20 minutes, so we can't just set it up and leave it there. We need someone manually operating that camera. So we're out finding people to do that. And I don't see enough of that coming from the TBR white side. And that's fine if you're not helping with it. That's fine. But then don't act all entitled and whatever and just show up. And Seth, this isn't a thousand percent on you. I think the, the only thing that I should put on you is the weather thing. That was a soft comment. But the rest of it, the attitude from the entire team, the, the, the vibe that I'm getting from the team culture, spoiled, totally spoiled. It's it's sad to see, you know, that we're putting in all this work. I've got. I've got teammates coming from all over the map just to play in this game. I've got people who are producing this thing coming from all over the map. And Robbie Carpentier's out for a Sunday stroll. Can't be bothered asking one or two people to, to come and help with the production. And I hope that we kick the living shit out of TBR White on Friday as payback for it. Yeah. Radio silence. Love it. <laughs> Anything else from TBR White? No, there's no reason. Perfect. That's all I had to get off my chest on that front. Other than TBR White thing. Also, like I legitimately mean it. If we asked you to help out with the production and offered you money, American dollars to help out with this production, 
and you gave me a bullshit response, which I read right through, then unfollow TBR. I actually want you to because that's so soft. You don't I don't even have a response for that. There's some people who legitimately couldn't. There's some people who tried to make it work and couldn't. That's again, it's not everybody who gave me a BS excuse. But there is a lot of people who had their head in their asses like, oh, no, I don't want to. Everybody's so fucking lazy nowadays. This yeah. whole generation is so lazy. They don't want to do shit. They want to lift a finger. If somebody straight up says that they don't want to, then fine. It's just like like if someone if if I had asked someone to do it and they're like, nah, I don't really feel like it. Like there's there's plenty of reason to not feel like it. Like, dude, it's, you know, vacation week. They just want to spend time with their family and like, especially if it was for the camera, like, like, I don't know that, like, I, I already made the comment of like, you know, I'm not sure that I want to play in that weather. I would definitely not want to show up to stand behind a fucking camera for two hours in that weather. I, mean, I, have, I have a question, <clears throat> Seth, this is to you. And I'm not trying to dig on you much. I make things, but I'm just curious. Would you, if the weather is bad or worse than whatever, like your playability is, are you just going to not play? Yeah, that's true. Like, no, should I'll I be play. actively looking for if, a replacement? If, if I am, no, if I am there, I am playing. Like, I'm going to be miserable the entire time, yeah, and I'm going to be annoyed. So but like, because we're all in the same weather. That's that's why I don't right. see the problem with the weather. Everyone well, has. No, to go I'm not saying it. The, the, we the also stop acting like it's a coming... nor'easter. It's like a sixty percent chance of rain, and we're playing in the morning, so it might not even hit us and if it does it doesn't seem like it's going to be that much we're acting like the perfect storm is coming to hit us during this game if that were the case and it was like thunder and lightning and hail and snow then yeah i'd reconsider but it's like a little drizzle like okay if it's a little drizzle i will not be complaining that was not the point of my comment i don't think anyone should be complaining at all the the point of my comment was if it is going to rain heavily and in all likelihood, it's going to be less than 40 degrees out. At some point, there's a there's a health issue there. I don't see that. <laughs> I really according don't. to weather.com, it is supposed to be 70 percent chance of rain from nine until 12, essentially, and less than 45 degrees. Okay, it's it's the end of November. Like the the temperature shouldn't shock anybody. Last year was brick. It, it doesn't be I, I I'm not saying that it shocks me. But I it would does just say like to rain. say if it is if it is light rain, then I will not have an issue. I won't be super. I, okay. I'm just gonna say high, this. high and dandy, but I I'm going to be upset if people are complaining about the weather because here's the alternative. We dished out all this money to to have these people show up like I'm you know, we're paying a lot of money. It's not just like petty change for this photographer and the videographer and all the money that we bought this equipment for and all of this production and the post-production software and editing all of that. That's not just like, you know, pocket change that we can toss around like this is legitimate like money that we're spending. It's so rare that we have all of us together in the same time at the same place. And that's why we did this last year coming out of COVID. We were trying to get everybody in TBR together for one like big thing. And now it's becoming an annual thing. And I think it's probably, like I said, the most fun I'd had at TBR all of last year was probably playing in TBR Bowl. Even though we lost, I still had like the time of my life. You know, I was with four on four, eight, seven of my closest friends. And 
we're playing a football game the day before Thanksgiving. Like it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be a little bit put out if not. I mean, you can like joke about, I don't know. I just, I, I think that like there needs to be some perspective, especially when like, I don't know, this game was originally supposed to be played today and we couldn't play the game today for, I don't know, go talk to the TBR white captain about that one. Uh, and today's weather was like beautiful and, and whatever, you know, we have to play this game at the crack of dawn now because the Bruins moved their, their game up. And that's not on anybody here. I'm just saying that like, you know, I'm appreciative for everybody still showing up as early as, as we are figuring out like rides and all this. So like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, the, the weather thing, I was shocked that that car piggybacked on the weather thing, to be honest with you. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was a little surprised that he joined it on me, too. That kind of grinds my gears a little more. And I think that, hey, you wanted me to light a fire under everybody's ass? I'm doing it right now. I'm reigniting the rivalry because there's going to be some hatred on the field on Friday after this episode drops. I can almost guarantee it. I can sniff it out. I can guarantee there's going to be some some bad blood boiling over on Friday. And I love that. Maybe that's the whole reason why I'm recording this episode. Who knows? But I don't know. I need to get that off my chest because I'm so sick of it. I'm s- the the weather thing isn't like the end all be all of it. We're playing no matter what. Like I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I could get struck by lightning 12 times in the middle of the game. We're still gonna play. Um, but it's just the combination of the uh, the prima donna stature from tbr white and the softies who didn't want to help out with the production for money so if you fall under that category fix it yeah that's all i have to say about the tbr bowl rant go and watch the tbr bowl when it comes out okay let's talk cfp rankings let's have a normal podcast now I would just like to point out that two weeks ago, I released a video from a clip on a podcast where I advocated for Cincinnati to be in the top four. And my name was dragged through the mud. I was called crazy. I said that will never happen. Vito Visconti, another another TBR white prima donna, um, said that it was the coldest take he'd ever heard. Yada this, yada that. Wasn't surprised that I got a veto hate comment. Get those every other day. Uh, and the CFP rankings dropped last night. Cincinnati's in the top four. So fuck all of you. Uh, I was right. And you're all wrong. Let's talk about CFP, though, because this week will pretty much determine everything. Um, Seth, you're a big Notre Dame guy. Do you yes. think Notre Dame can sneak into the top four? This week? I don't think so. Because the only team that's really in danger. So, let, well, let me put it this way. If Cincinnati loses and Alabama loses, I could potentially see a way for them to sneak into the top four. But I'd be surprised even with a two loss Alabama team to see them jump Alabama because OSU plays Michigan this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the game. Whoever wins that game is going to be top four. There's no question, right? It's just going to be one of them. Then UGA 
will probably still be number one, barring a loss. Alabama will probably still be three, barring a loss. And then Cincinnati will, barring an extremely close game or a loss, still be four. So the highest I see Notre Dame being like Notre Dame could go out there and win by 80. Doesn't fucking matter. They cannot be higher than five after this week. Now, after next week, different story. I think that they can keep on climbing up. I think that there is a very real chance of them finding their way into the top four by the time the season is over. But that's not going to be of their own volition. Like if they need someone else to do something in order for them to get up there. Right. I don't think I don't envision Alabama being in the top four at the end of the year because they're going to have to play Georgia in the SEC championship. Right. Odds are unless Alabama wins that game, odds are Alabama's going to lose and become a two loss team. You're not going to put a two loss team in the CFP. Whoever wins the game this week is going to be in. So Ohio State wins, they're in. Michigan wins, I see them in. Cincinnati's interesting to me because I don't know if they're giving Cincinnati this four spot as charity because Oregon lost and because of everything else that happened in the way that the college football standings shifted this week with that Oregon loss. It was like you couldn't not put Cincinnati in because they've been getting so much hate for not putting Cincinnati in all these weeks and all these years or not putting a non-power five in, I guess, with UCF dating back to three or four years ago. I feel like if you didn't put them in this week, then it would be obvious that they were just leaving them out for the sake of leaving them out. So I don't know that that four spot remains Cincinnati spot. That leaves you can. I, I see Notre Dame as the first team out right now. Right. Theoretically, because, you know, that I mean, technically, Michigan or Ohio State is. Yeah. No matter Michigan what, Michigan or Ohio State. Right. But one of them is going to end up being a two loss team after right. this week. Yeah. So they're playing against each other and whoever loses is done. Their 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 CFP chances are over. That leaves Notre Dame as the first team out. And then Oklahoma State, I think, would become the second team out. And then things get interesting. Um. All right. Who did. Everyone go around now and say your top four for the end of the season. <laughs> for the end of the season, the way they're playing. Right? When we go into the college football playoff, who is going to be playing who? Keep in mind now it's Georgia, Ohio State, Bama, Cincinnati, Michigan, Notre Dame. Those are your top six. Oklahoma State at seven because realistically we know that Oklahoma State's going to move up barring a loss. I can go first if you'd okay. like. No, I, I can go. Yeah. My number one's definitely Georgia. I don't see Georgia losing a game this year. Um, my number two, I think number two, I'm going to assume that Ohio State's going to win this week and then win out. So I'm going to keep Ohio State at two. Um, and then I'm going to say Bama three. Oh, well, no, because Bama has to lose to Georgia for Georgia to win out. So I'm going to say Cincinnati three and then by process of elimination, Notre Dame four. Okay. I see this Ohio State Michigan game is really tough for me because I I I want to say it's Ohio State that's going to win, but they're playing at the big house and that makes a difference. Um, 
Georgia will be number one. I don't think they're going to lose the SEC. I'm taking Alabama out. I'm going to say Georgia. Hmm, this is such a weird top four. Georgia, Michigan, Notre Dame, Cincinnati. Interesting. So what makes you think that Notre Dame's going to hop Cincinnati? Um, because strength of schedule. I think I, I don't okay. see the, the committee moving Cincinnati any further than four, even if Cincinnati is a much better team than one, two, three. I know they're not. So even even if Cincinnati wins out and remains undefeated, yeah, you don't see them getting higher than four. Okay. No, and, and I think they should. I, I guess three and four could be interchangeable, but I just don't think the committee is going to. They've given Cincinnati no respect. For two seasons now, yeah. I don't see how they're just going to be like, all right, yeah, now give them the three seed. I think it would benefit them to play a three versus two game because they'll probably get spanked by Georgia anyway. But uh, Georgia, I think, is locking up the one seed. I think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State in the game this week. That's a far-fetched prediction to make, but I'll give them the two. And then Notre Dame and Cincinnati could be interchangeable at three and four. Michael, the man who doesn't watch college football. <laughs> I know, I was about to say. Um, I agree with your point that um – Georgia will probably win out this year, which means Alabama will most likely drop out because you guys both made the point that they will not put a two-team or two-loss team in. Um, just going off of what I've seen, like the news and the conversations with you guys, Cincinnati will probably be four. So I'll go, and I also don't think Michigan will beat Ohio State this weekend. So I think mine will probably be similar to Seth's, which would be Notre Dame. And that's what you said, right? I had Notre Dame at four and Cincinnati, Cincinnati at three. At three. I mean, like, yeah, so my, I guess mine would be Brendan, but just instead of Michigan, it'd be Ohio State. So yeah. Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, because of their schedule, and then Cincinnati. I just, I, I feel like, I don't know, I just don't really like Harbaugh that much, and I just don't think he can beat Ohio State. So, so my one thing with Cincinnati is that, like, I get why, like, I think you guys have perfectly fine reasoning as to why you think that Notre Dame will end up ahead of them. My thing is, if Notre Dame at this point in the season is not considered to be better than Cincinnati, I don't see them becoming better than Cincinnati in the eyes of the committee, right? Like, I think if both teams went out, I don't see how the committee, like, in the only situation in which I can see the committee bumping Notre Dame above Cincinnati with both teams winning out is if all of Cincinnati's games from here on out are really close and all of Notre Dame's are blowouts because I don't think Notre Dame plays like Notre Dame I don't think has played a ranked opponent since they played and lost to Cincinnati that's the other thing they lost to Cincinnati this year so They haven't played a ranked opponent since they lost to Cincinnati and they won't play a ranked opponent again until a bowl game or the playoff. If so that's just if why I don't logically, then yeah, we know that this committee isn't based on logic at all. I mean, they had Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Michigan State beat Michigan and it just this made no sense. So I I agree a thousand percent. And like, that's how it should be. But it should be it should have been so different up until week 13 that like i can't expect the committee to do the the right thing or the logical thing anymore 
So I honestly believe that they're going to keep Cincinnati at four, no matter what. Um, and I mean, hell, they could keep Bama in if they lose the SEC championship as a two loss team. Like they really could. Yeah. That's the if thing. Bama. But yeah, that's that's the other thing. If Bama plays a really close game with Georgia, I think Georgia being as good as they are could potentially keep Bama as the four. And Bama could win that game, too. Right, right. If Bama wins that game, then right, I right. think that Ohio State would be one. Georgia would end up being two and then Bama three. Yeah, probably. I mean, that would be Georgia's first loss. It depends on how the game goes. And it's all hypothetical yeah. because, yeah. you know, a lot could change. Nosek really looks like Bergeron right there. Holy shit. I, know, I saw that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm excited for the end of the college football scene. It's been a crazy year so far. My The biggest disappointment for me would be if Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State all make it in. Because those are the three teams that, like, are pretty much – I guess George is the one exception, but it's like it's too easy for those three teams to make it in. We had such a crazy year as it was. I'd love to see Notre Dame make it in. I'd love to see Michigan make it in. I'd love to see Oklahoma State make it in. I'd love to see Cincinnati make it in. And it all boils down to the notion at the end of the day that you should expand the college football playoff. Because why the fuck not? Why do we have a four team playoff in no other sport? Do we have a stupid four team playoff? Everyone else gets a fair chance. (laughs) What do you guys My think? Hope. How, huh? how many teams do you guys think it should be? I think it should be eight, but they're not going to do I that. like eight they as pro- well. They propose 12, and if they don't accept 12 by New Year's of this year, then it won't happen for another five years. Yeah. And that's like a, a rule. They're voting on it in December, and if it doesn't get passed, then they won't vote on it again until 2025. So how does a, how does a 12-team playoff work? Is that going to be – um, the top four teams get a buy and then there's four games week one and then four games week two. Is that how that works? I think so. I'm not sure. I've seen like, I've seen 12 team brackets thrown out there. Cause I don't think they've actually proposed. I'm sure they have it like within the committee and call and NCAA football, but it's not public information as to what they're planning to do with the 12 team thing. Yeah. I think it should be eight. It should be the five conference winners and then three wild cards. See, I like the idea of doing um, eight or 12. I don't mind the 12. The I'm hesitant with the idea of the five conference winners, because let's be honest, there are some conference winners that don't even deserve to be considered like. Right. But it, but again, it, if you win your conference, you should be vying for a national championship regardless of. You know, yeah, theoretically, you're stacking up also, Pac-12 and SEC, obviously the SEC is a lot more competitive than the Pac-12, and that's just the way it right. is. But if you're a team coming out of the Pac-12 or coming out of the Big 12 and you win your conference, I think you should at least be given an opportunity to compete for a national championship. Not so, to say you'd win, but. there's There would be two versions of that in which I would be okay with it. The first one would be in a 12-team playoff. Um so that there's more teams that are, you know, allowed in so that we get some more of those SEC. We get some more of those, you know, big 10, big 12 teams that are better than the pac 12 teams. Um, then the other version of that, that I would be okay with is you automatically get a berth If you win one of the power five conferences, 
but you are not seeded as the top five. So like in the NFL playoffs right now, it's seeds one through four are the division winners. And then seeds five through seven are the wild cards, right? But you could theoretically have a division winner whose record is not as good as one of the wild card teams. So I would like to see if they do an eight team playoff and they do your idea of the five conference winners make it, you know, if a conference winner is actually the best, it's like this year, right? In all likelihood, Georgia is going to win the SEC, right? So they win the SEC, but they're also actually the best team in the country. Yeah. Right. So they should be the number one team. But then say Michigan loses to Ohio State this week, but then, and I don't even know if this is mathematically possible, but they somehow win the Big Ten after that, right? Yeah. Um, Michigan would not deserve to be in the top five as a two loss team, even though they won their conference. So in that case, I would say a team like a Cincinnati, right? And Cincinnati's what conference is Cincinnati even in American American athletic. Yeah. Right. So that's not a power five conference, is it? No, they're a group of five, a group of six, whatever. So a team like Cincinnati is even better example, right? Like Cincinnati is going to be better than most of the teams that win a power five conference this year. So they deserve to be seated higher than those teams because they're better. So I think that automatic birth of um, those teams is okay. As long as they aren't seated one through five. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I just think that first of all, I'm sick of seeing the same four teams in it every year. And it's, it's, it's almost like I care more about new year six bowls than I do the college football playoff because the new year six bowls, you're still playing for something and it's still a big game, but it's teams that, you know, it's not the same teams. Last year we had Georgia and Cincinnati playing the peach bowl together. And like that, we could get a rematch of that in the CFP this year, but that was a good game. I think it was 27, 24 was the final score. Michael, you were over at my house watching it with cart. I remember that. Yeah. And ESPN had that stupid, like, Oh, you can watch from like, this angle in the boardroom or the control room, whatever. And we didn't realize until like the second yeah, half we were of watching like the stat, the stat. Yeah, yeah. And we're on the wrong channel the whole time. We just never realized it. That was a good game. Like Wait, to, that was Georgia Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Yeah. 24, like, 21 Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. It was a three point game. Like to say that, that those two teams wouldn't put up a good game. I mean, obviously it's a That's different a year point. for both teams, but you know, I'm just like, I'd rather see teams like that who never play against each other, play against each other in the college football playoff rather than in a big bowl game. Yeah. You know, when, when you get to the point where I'm watching other bowl games and care more about those bowl games than I do CFP semifinal and the national championship, then college football has a problem because I cared way more about the peach bowl last year than I did the CFP. Yeah. Just, which my hope with the, um, you know, with the expanded playoff is that you get more of the games where it's, you know, those top four teams that we see every year, the Bama's, the Ohio States, the Georgia's, if Clemson figures it out, the Clemson's right. Like those are, you know, hopefully those teams start to lose. And we see the upsets with an expanded playoff. And, you know, there are some teams that will obviously you have your big rivalries like Michigan and Ohio State happening this week. Probably one of the biggest rivalries in college football. You've got tons of SEC rivalries, uh, Auburn out the Iron Bowl, you know, stuff like that. In a year where both of those teams are really good and playing against each other in the regular season, 
in a normal year where we have a four team playoff, usually the loser of that game, their their national championship hopes are done. Their CFP hopes are done. If you lose that game, you're out. But I'd love a year like this, an expanded playoff for like Michigan, Ohio State twice. And the second time is like a rematch. And it's for a spot in like the CFP, you know, like to move in up in the bracket versus like I'm so sick of seeing Alabama and Ohio State play against each other every single yeah. year. And like nine times out of ten, it's Alabama, you know, it, and everyone says when the topic of expanding the playoff comes about, everybody says, oh, well, for, you know, Cincinnati's sake, we shouldn't put them in because they'd get blown out. Like, how do you know you, you can't? They held Georgia to a three point game last year in a in a pretty prominent bowl game. How do you know? Like we don't see these types of teams play against each other ever. It just doesn't happen unless it's in a special setting like a bowl game. Let's turn those special bowl games into your CFP bracket games. Expand the playoff and give us like Oregon, Alabama never happens. Pac-12 teams playing in the SEC. Big 10 teams playing against big 12 teams, like big, big teams. It doesn't happen all that often. That's the other thing I want to see is more regular season games. get with two opponents that are ranked like take Notre Dame schedule as a perfect example right now. Granted, it's different because they're an independent team. So they don't have these teams in their conference that are, you know, better that they can play against. But, you know, Notre Dame plays Cincinnati, like, three weeks into the season, if I remember correctly. And then all of a sudden they don't play another ranked team for the rest of the year. Yeah. Right. Like they, they're only, they played Wisconsin in week four and then week five play Cincinnati. And that is it. They have two ranked opponents on the schedule for the entire year. Like that's just not. And also I've been completely just talking out of my ass for this entire podcast because this is the last week of games until the conference. Right. Um, but yeah, like I, I just want to see more like, like granted Florida state has like a prestige of like, you know, sometimes they're going to be in that top 25, but I would have way rather have seen, you know, Notre Dame plays, you know, Alabama week one, then plays Clemson week two, because we expected Clemson to be better than plays, you know, Michigan and Ohio state, then maybe plays a Purdue or maybe plays a Toledo, right? Like, you know, so they get one or two easy games in there, but for the most part, you know, you're seeing these really good teams. Like I want to see, you know, what do they play? 10, 11 games. Like I want to see six or seven games against ranked opponents for everybody. Like, like that's in that top 25. Now, how do you regulate that? No fucking clue. But I'm just saying I would love to see it where you don't have situations where Notre Dame plays two ranked opponents in a year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's kind of like I don't I don't want to quit. It's really the only sport where you have such a short schedule compared to other collegiate athletics. You know, the basketball, they play a gazillion games. Baseball, a pretty lengthy schedule. Same with hockey. It's really the only sport where you are playing 13 games. You're playing once a week. Sometimes you have a bye week. And I don't know, is it like 60% of the time, maybe even 70, it's an in-conference opponent. So, you know, we had Alabama, Arkansas last week, and that was a great game. And that was one of the highlight games of the week. But like, wouldn't it be great down the stretch if you could get like Alabama, Oklahoma, it, Oklahoma in an on year, cause they're having an off year or, you know, 
maybe there has to be some sort of configuration where there's some parity between these conferences because it's like right now, okay, Georgia is by far the best team in the country because they're playing in the best conference in the country and they're undefeated. So that's a no brainer. Yeah. But then another conference winner is big 12, probably going to be um, Oklahoma state this year, right? They're big 12. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma state's probably going to win the big 12 this year but they wouldn't stand a chance against a team like Georgia. And we just know it. I mean, again, any given Sunday, anything could happen, but just like theoretically speaking, like I think we know who would win that game. Um, but I'd like to see more parody regular season or have a, an extended playoff with like a more chance for teams like that to play against each other. Even if Oklahoma state gets blown out by 40 points. So what I want to see that game. I'd love to see big 12 go against sec and like a prime time end of the season college football game on a Saturday. Like, who wouldn't? Why do we keep advocating for the same teams to play against each other every year and hoping for a different result? Because we're not getting it. Alabama wins a national championship like every other year. Ohio State and Clemson are in the CFP like every year. Like, And then it, you can interchange Oklahoma and Notre Dame for that four spot every other year. So why do we keep advocating for it? It's it's boring. Let's let's introduce some some variety into college football and whatever. I know I get hate for saying it all the time, but like, hey, Cincinnati's in the CFP this year. Like, this is a this is a clear cut sign to make a change because these non power fives and these, these lower conference power fives are starting to rise. You had a PAC 12 team in three up until last week. You have a non power five at four right now, like the sign of the times let's change college football together. Hoorah. Hoorah. All right. I saw your arm go up and I thought you were celebrating in goal, but I won't see it. Uh, I, I wasn't. Even if it was. <laughs> I wasn't. Um, well, during that whole CFP thing, though, Jake DeBrusque almost scored a goal. I don't know if you I saw, saw that. <laughs> Dude, if he scored, Hall would have gotten an assist on it, too. That would have been perfect. Is that a prop for you? So, I yeah, I've got Hall to get a, at least a point. I have Marshan to get at least a point, which he already did. Um, I have Bruins minus one and a half and Bruins money line. And then I have... A same game parlay, which is Bruins money line uh, over three and a half total goals for the game, and then uh, Marchand to score. So if Marchand scores a goal and Hall assists on it, I'm just that's it. Like I'm good. Power play. Yeah, nice. that's yes. And a great transition into our last subject of the podcast. Thank you, Seth. Thanksgiving Day football and betting, and you and us. The NFL plays three games tomorrow, three pretty mediocre games tomorrow. But to make them more entertaining, we're going to bet on them, allegedly. So <laughs> let's do not, Thanksgiving not Thanksgiving pick them plus prop talk to sign it off. Can I join the pick them this week? Yeah, yeah. Join the pick them this week. Just for these, <laughs> just for these games. Just for the special Thanksgiving Day pick them. <laughs> Thanksgiving treat via Lynch. We've got right. four games on tap, three in the NFL, one in the TBR verse. So, <laughs> dude, I'm honestly, I put my money on white this year. No cap. <laughs> That's All right. funny. Um, start with the NFL. We'll, yeah, we'll start. Well, I was, I was gonna say that we just go in chronological order here. That's fine. So, first game in the NFL is Bears at Lions, twelve thirty on Thursday. 
The Bears are minus 135. Lions are plus 115. Spreads two and a half over under 41. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Wait, this doesn't count towards the actual pick 'em, right? Yeah, I don't think it'll count towards our Sunday pick. It'll be like a special Thanksgiving Day post that we'll okay. do, but it won't be our Sunday pick. I'm taking pick. the Lions in this game. I don't think Justin Fields <laughs> is playing, and the Bears fucking suck, so I'm taking the Lions to get their first win of the year. Yeah, like low-key. I Didn't I say a couple weeks ago I thought the Lions were going to win on Thanksgiving? Probably. Um, this game's in Detroit, as it always is. Apparently, this is Matt Nagy's last game, although he came out and mm-hmm. said it wasn't. But I don't think it's up to him. Um, I was gonna say. <laughs> he was like, no, I'm not getting fired after Thursday. It's like, well, it's not really <laughs> up to you, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Dan Campbell's going to fire this team up. He might like go and like eat somebody's knee for brunch and uh, they'll win the game. So I'll take the Lions, even though like I shouldn't lie. Lions are my pick, Michael. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. I'm gonna take the Bears. No explanation. He's just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> ah man, I also have the Bears. I have the Bears defense. So, oh, just for this week. That's actually probably a good play because the combined score of this game will probably yes. be like nine points. It's gonna be awful. So I was like, why <laughs> take not the take under. <laughs> yeah. So I'm taking them. Speaking of props for this game specifically, um, Seth, anything I you're have- looking at? Yeah, actually, I have two things that I'm very close. Like DeAndre Swift to score a touchdown anytime. And then also, I mean, he's minus 110, I think, to do it. But then David Montgomery also to score a touchdown. And if you have the ability to same game early, those comes out to plus 200. So I like that. Are um, Are we doing a Thanksgiving parlay? Oh, I like the idea of that. I was just saying, I think, we, I think we need to come up games. Yeah, we, we should start writing these down and then come up with like a TBR parlay as to what we're it's like. All three Lions of us agree on something for each game. Lions, Lions against the spread. Yes. Plus three. OK, maybe yeah, move that line to three and a half. Mm. If you can buy if you can buy points on Lions or maybe even Lions money. No. So the, right now, Lions plus three and a half is minus 145. Yeah, I would. Yeah, if you can move the line, I would move the line to three and a half for them to cover. Probably. I like right? that. I mean, I don't, what's their ATS record? I don't even probably not good, but um, uh, let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Uh, so right now, the. Uh, oh, they're so, actually six and four against the spread. Oh, what the shit? There's 60 percent of the time they cover the spread. Yeah, I I think the Lions cover it. What's Chicago? Yeah. Chicago's, Chicago's four, four and six, six against the spread. Free money. <laughs> Lions cover. It's not even kind of close. Don't even move. Right, the so line. Are, plus three. Are, are, <laughs> so pl- pl- are we taking plus three or minus or plus three, two and a half? Because I have oh, it at plus, plus two and a half. Oh, oh, oh. Take it at whatever you have it at. I have it at plus three. Listen, I think the Lions are going to win this game outright, but just in case, I think it'll be that close that they covered. Three and a half is probably a safe play because if they lose by a field goal, which they tend to do sometimes, uh, then they lose by a field goal and you still cover. So I think the safe play is three and a half. But if you're feeling a little risky and want to sprinkle on three or two and a half or money line, then like by all means do it. I'm going to take three and a half. And FYI, I'm going to run like 10 parlays tomorrow. 
I mean, how else am I supposed to get through brunch with the family? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think that's enough for the Bears Lions game. Uh, Next 430 Raiders at Cowboys. Cowboys are minus 320. Raiders plus 250 over under 51 and a half. Cowboys minus 77 and a half on the spread. I like Cowboys in this game. Yeah, I mean, this game's I don't I, I won't bet money line spread or point total for this game because it sucks. Yes. But I think there is Cowboys like by a million. That's my pick. Lynch, I'm assuming you're going to take the I, I agree with that. I do. No, I agree yeah. with that for sure. I'm weary of the spread because seven points is a lot of points to cover, especially in like a, a weird game. So I'm steering clear of that. But I think here's an interesting one. passing yards for the quarterbacks. Dak Prescott's over under 272 and a half. And then Derek Carr's over under 261 and a half. Okay, so I okay, so Amari Cooper and CD Lamb are out for this game, right? Um, as far as I know, Amari Cooper is out. I didn't know that Lamb was out. Lamb got knocked out of the last game with a head injury, and I don't think he's active. I think he's in concussion protocol. So this be. game could be ugly offensively. Zerloin is also coming back for the Cowboys the kicker. I would take a look at Cowboys total field goals over two and a half. That's plus 300 right now. That's a pretty good return for a team that's without two pretty big offensive weapons. They're going to be running the ball a lot too. Uh, I'm trying to find it right now. Give me one memento, please. Uh, I'm looking for Ezekiel Elliott's rushing total. I don't know if it's, it's posted yet. Um, I have Ezekiel Elliott rushing total at, Oh, here we go over under 61 and a half. Yeah. So I go over his rushing total. Um, yeah, so I have it at 64, I would say over, I think he goes for a hundred yards tomorrow. They're going to be pounding the ball, especially in a game where they probably have some leeway to work against the Raiders team. That's been struggling lately. Uh, I like, uh, Ezekiel Elliott over. 64 yards tomorrow and i I actually i like that a lot yeah and i like cowboys total field goals over two and a half i don't even think i I, i'm not placing until tomorrow either because i have some outstanding bets that i need to make sure hit tonight so that i have sorry you said over two and a half field goals made for zerline yeah, for the Cowboys, just team total. Dude, I even I even have him over one and a half. I have that too, but it's just not as much money. I think he can nail three field goals in his return. What What do you have as his as for three field goals? Plus three hundred over two and a half is plus three hundred. It just says Cowboys total field goals over two and a half plus three. Okay, so this is really this is, yeah. I mean, over one and a half, I think, is a lock. Yeah, it's got to be. I would think so. And that's yeah, minus I like, 115, I think, so that's a decent return. But if you're looking to, uh, again, plus 300 on two and a half, he just has to make three. Yeah, I say that we put in the the Zeke. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. The over rushing that, that's I, I say that's our pick for this game, for the parlay, for the yeah, TBR. And parlay. then in terms of touchdowns, too, Tony Pollard, Zeke will probably score. Tony Pollard, Pollard is in. Score. Isn't um oh my god what's his name 
Fuck. The the wide receiver for the Cowboys that's been out. Gallup. Gallup. Isn't he back this year? Yes. yes. He, he came back last week. I picked the, him up this, for fantasy. Oh, he came back last week? I feel like him to score might be a sneaky one, but I wouldn't be like, it's a lock, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, play around with it. Just know that Amari Cooper and um, C.D. Lamb are out, so this is going to be a very run-heavy, sloppy game from the Cowboys. Wouldn't touch the Raiders in this one because they're a question mark. Fair enough. All right, on to the Bills game. So, so far, if you're putting this in alongside us, we have the Lions plus three and a half and Ezekiel Elliott over whatever you have his over under for his uh, rushing yards for the game. Um, if you're doing this on DraftKings, it's currently set at 61 and a half at minus 115. And, then and if on you're on to, the totally legitimate site that I use, it's 64. <laughs> nice. Um, on to Bills at Saints, 820 p.m., Moneyline is minus 250 for the Bills, plus 200 for the Saints, over under 45. Spread is six and a half. I like the Bills in this game. I picked against the Saints last week. They proved me absolutely correct. Was there more to that? Uh, (laughs) No, there was supposed to be more to that, but I'm just, I get notifications whenever somebody makes a move. In, in fantasy, fantasy. and somebody just <laughs> dropped Hunter Henry. Yeah, it's Lynch. <laughs> yeah, it did. Lynch, Lynch is making all kinds of moves because he's scared he's playing me this week. I mean, he is kind of all over the place this season. Can I just point out that I am in a sneaky second place now? Dude, I'm I'm in last. Dude our league is so actually? weird. <laughs> Dude, my team sucks. Dude, Dude honestly, it's actually 2-0 and, really and then lost out. <laughs> no. Dude, dude. Yeah, he went 2-0. He's on a nine-game losing streak, it's right? This is my favorite part about this. I might gift you a win so, this week just because I feel bad. No. Dude, Lynch, Lynch, Lynch has made nine this year, right? Aaron from, um, uh, what is it, season? Um, hasn't made a single move this year. Digs in a blanket's made 17. Red Solo Cup, which is Jackson, is 22 moves. Colin has made 21. I've made 11. Christian's made 11. Anyone want to take a guess? And Brendan, don't take a guess if you already know the number. Take a guess as to how many moves Brendan has made. I bet it's north of 100. (laughs) Over 40. So over 40 is correct. He's made 43 moves this year. Just definitively way more than everybody else. How many trades have we had in our league? None. Zero. That means I have there was almost gone. There was almost a trade like between me. Nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, there was there was almost a trade between me and you, Brendan, over James Conner. But you, I you decided to sit that. on it, and then it turned out very good for me that I sat on it because he's been unreal literally ever since you messaged me about it. My team just uh, sucks. Your team doesn't suck though. I mean, they were like, nasty through the first you, two weeks. <laughs> Nobody has had more points scored against them than you. Now, granted, you're way less in the scoring department than everybody else. There's everybody is at least at 12. uh, What's the lowest? 1280 or sorry. 1158 is the lowest. I don't score points. I'm a defensive fantasy team. I just play. I just play on the defensive 24 seven. Make moves. 
fantasy's interesting this year. I might actually win it. And then next year I'm going to auto draft it because I've won it. You know, but imagine I win this year after actually drafting and then I've won auto draft and actually drafting. I'm just going to auto draft next year. Fuck it. Our fantasy league is so wide open and it like Lynch could come back and win the whole thing. Like I could if I, if I honestly could <laughs> genuine chance. He'd, he'd like have to win out and score a gazillion points, but like, I will, I will. well, if you won out, he'd get to nine and nine. And I don't know if mathematically there are enough teams that could fall behind. Well, like, I think he, I think it could happen. He could sneak if in. he won out. And then, I mean, Aaron's only got to lose three games. Then you, Brendan would only have to lose four. Diggs in a blanket would have to lose four. Yeah. He's get the ball rolling this week and beat me. Got to start this week. Put me on yeah, I mean, you right. only have to get up to fourth place to make playoffs. Oh, can so. I also just say something uh, about yeah. the actual Sunday pick em? I'm so fucking back. Two <laughs> weeks in a row that I've beaten Seth now. Just want to point out there. But I'm not still like six games back. <laughs> nah, I've, I've, I've flipped you on one game each week, but I've won. I'm so fucking back. Like, let's just uh, put on notice right now. I'm back. All right. Back. Let's, let's pick right, this game. Back, I'm picking the Bills, the- by the way. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I figure we're all picking the bills on this. Um, all right, let's, let's pop into some, some interesting, uh, I like this first half over, over 23 points in the first half plus 100 double your money. Sorry. Say that again. First half over 23. First half over 23, 14 to 10 gets you there. This I can see that happening in a Sunday night primetime game. I think there's points to be had. I like the first half over. Um, fuck. Let me see what else we've got. Sorry. Oh, there it is. Halves. So you said over. Yeah, I've got it over 22 and a half in. Same thing. Drafting. Pretty yeah. much. So. Dude, Jackson's actually, on the floor right now. That's all what? Oh, I know. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> That's um, like where his yeah, tickets I mean, are. I kind of, I like, I like that parlay now that we have going. If we take total first half to be over 22 and a half in the Bill oh, Saints it. game. I like That's that. a plus. We have a plus 490 parlay going right now. I fuck with that. And then like throw in some other stuff too. And then we could get a Hail Mary going. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where, that's where it loses every week is where that's, you, that's, you start off with a really good pilot. And then you yeah. have to add in like eight more things. And all of a sudden you're turning a dollar into 18,000. Let's put, let's put a hundred on that, on that four ninety parlay. Let's go all in tomorrow. I don't even have a hundred dollars in my account. Bro. I'll do that. How much, how much do you have? I'll do it. Uh, I have, well, not to pocket. I have a lot of money. No, I have a lot of money out in my. Um, I've got like twenty dollars, I think, out in my uh, NFL futures, and then I've got one, like five dollars out on the Bruins game right now. So I've got like eighty three total, I guess technically. Which, I mean, considering the fact that I started with eleven dollars and change from a singular bet during the playoffs last year. I'm pretty proud of myself for having gotten it up that high. Yeah, that's good. It's actually really impressive. Um, I mean, you can shit on the, on the Hail Marys all you want, but like I've got four figures in my account because of a Hail Mary parlay. So, right. Like I don't, I don't blame anyone for doing the Hail Marys. It's just like, sometimes you just gotta say, fuck it. 
and send a prayer out yeah. there and like hope that it hits and Xander Bogarts gets three hits and the Red Sox beat the Yankees and you win a thousand dollars. That's fucked. Is that uh, what happened? Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that was the greatest <laughs> night so of my life. Funny. Also, it, well, it was two parlays that were both worth 500. One of them was a six leg parlay, all money line. It was like Blue Jays, um, Guardians, uh, Guardians, <laughs> Red Sox. You did not. <laughs> See, it's funny because oh, you call the football team. You still call the football team by their original name, but I feel like you're now going to call what do you mean Cleveland. Original name? <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, you're still going to call Cleveland. What are you? What are you talking about? The Guardians it's such a shitty name. Like, it's what so do you mean bad. original? They've never changed it. Seth, can you remember the Washington what the Washington's team was? I'm not, I'm not taking. I'm not taking the hit. Oh, what do you mean? Was that's, they still are? Cool, I said this. I think I said this to Seth or to Carp or to Michael, or maybe my dad. All of us. <laughs> We're let all me, in a group chat together. Let me name all my friends. <laughs> hey, uh, more than that, Michael. I'm just kidding. I love all of you equally. Uh, <laughs> that was not a shot at your number. No, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, I forget who I texted to, but it was somebody. And I was watching the Redskins play against the Buccaneers, <laughs> and I said, "It's so funny." on national television, when they pan to a fan in the audience, you know, when they do fan shots, sometimes yeah. they pan to a fan and they're wearing the red skin logo. They immediately like pan away. It's the funniest thing ever. I laugh do they so actually hard. Do that? Yeah. It's like, why are we, they were the Redskins up until like a couple of years ago. It's like, we don't have to like bury that, you know, sweep it under the rug. Like that happened. Like, okay, that's their team. Like you can't expect everybody to go out and buy new merchandise. The stupid W of the Washington football team, the stupidest name ever. Yeah. Are they ever going to change it? Like, what the hell? I mean, so they I really think the can. issue was that is so the, pro- the problem is there's some guy who bought yeah. the copyright for copyrights. every single. It's, it's so like, funny. What a genius. So, <laughs> so it's like the Washington senators, the Washington generals, generals yep. the fucking, you know, like, I don't know. They the should be the warriors. Players, Call it a day. Washington warriors. Double dub. That'd be kind of sick. You can keep that stupid W or you can keep the arrow like the, um, you know, what well, I'm talking about? no, because there's an issue. There's still an issue with warriors. If you like use Native American imagery, like there's still there like, an issue. There's still Native American teams that chiefs and, you know, Seminoles. Well, well yeah, and, so th- but but you got to remember that there's still like pe- there are certain people that have issues with those as well. So the difference like. Chiefs, I think, is probably going to be the next one to change. But Seminoles, if I remember correctly, there was actually like they got permission from the Seminole tribe or something yeah. to keep. Same with game. Utah. The might, yeah, there might be an issue with like the, the if I remember correctly, there might be a moderate issue with the logo, which is also like the Blackhawks. There's been discussions around them like gonna they're going to have to change their logo. Uh, but like the, you know, the Golden State Warriors, right? Like they used to have some Native American imagery, but they've gotten rid of all of it now. I, uh, think, I think they should keep it. It looks cool. I agree. And there's so many other reasons why I think they should keep it that I'm not going to get into because I said this on the last podcast that I had a debate about this in a class of mine and I scorched the yeah. entire class. Um, so I'm not going to repeat myself. But uh, and I've already done a decent amount of ranting on this podcast so we'll save it for another day i'd like to have a conversation with carp about it on a like when he's on the episode can we uh quickly i don't know how much you guys have been following like the nhl and stuff but the blackhawks were awful to start the year 
Yeah, and they they, like, yeah. now they're like yeah. they're like five. They're like they're like six of their last seven wins in the past seven games. I think. Really? Since they fired their coach, I think. That's crazy. It's, it's I mean, black. we were talking. I was on the morning show and I was talking about the whole Kyle Beach thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know. The, okay, I just want to say this. Let's talk NHL for a second because okay. we already we already have that, and then we'll end with TBR Bowl. I'm so down on the NHL this year. I don't know if it's just me, but I, the move to ESPN has completely turned me off of the whole thing. I'm, I agree. For I, me, I, it's less the move to ESPN and more just like I like certain some of the stuff just seems a little bit cringy, you know? What do you mean? Like, like I don't have an issue with the games being on ESPN, but I feel like some of the marketing shit they do and like, like they still don't talk about hockey on like Instagram. Like, let's be honest. When was the last time on the regular ESPN account that you saw like fucking McDavid? No, oh, yeah. Just absolutely lighting it up, you know? Like, they just don't execute very well. well I don't have like, any issue with it being on TV, though. Yeah, well, that's where, like, Bleacher Report came in with their partnership with whoever. Like, they're supposed to be, like, the, the media coverage of the NHL. Because, like, everyone follows true, Bleacher Report. So then they have, like, Bleacher fair, Report sucks. Doing and it. I agree, Brendan. I yeah. fucking hate BR I hate open Bleacher ice. Report. Yeah. <laughs> Bleacher Report Open Ice is the, I think that's what the. Like, All the, of their accounts suck. BR betting is the cringiest shit I've ever seen in my life. Every week well, they find some rando who has this crazy parlay going and they're like, they just ride that content so much. And Seth, we talked about this last year when they use those stupid betting terms like they hammer it into the ground because they think they're trying to be trendy with these kids or whatever. It's like, yeah. can we get an outlet that just posts about sports? Uh, hello, I, just want, I just want like something simpler. For, I feel like I kind of, I know you're saying with like the cringe part, Seth, I feel like it's like over, they're like overcompensating to like make it like more than it's just fucking hockey. Yeah. yeah. NBC did a really good job with it. Just being flat out. Here's hockey. We're going to have these games on Wednesday night rivalry. Then, like, once in a while, you get, like, a game here and there. Like, usually on the weekends, you'll get a game. But then, like, what is it? Wednesday night is TNT, which I, I, I enjoy what, like, TNT is doing with it. I enjoy that a lot. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, mean, I, I just I, find I like, myself I like watching the network all the time. Right. And I, like, so my issue with it is, like, I think what's happened is they've gone too much into the we need to broadcast the NHL and be better at marketing and like get all these new people in. But by doing that, they're kind of starting to alienate the fan base that they had already created. Good point. Yeah. Well, I mean the NHL too, it seems to me like they're trying to play catch up with the other three major sports leagues. And you know, it dates way back to, they've implemented a bunch of stuff. Like we talked about the whole stadium series thing. I'm not big on that. And I said that, you know, the NHL's kind of lost that novelty of of this the things that it holds unique to its own sport that the other leagues don't have. The winter and classic the, games suck. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, I do yeah. not want to watch who is it, Minnesota this year? Yeah, oh this this year. Isn't it Minnesota and St. Louis? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Those are the two most unmarketable teams ever. Sorry. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> it's fucking awful. They just they oh that's like them, like they're trying to get everyone involved. It should be the, yeah. the Bruins, Blackhawks, Rangers, Flyers, Maple Leafs. Even the like, I know the Red Wings suck, but they're a massive name. Teams like them should be in it every single year. I don't care. It doesn't have to be fair. Yeah, right. It doesn't have to be equal. Put original six teams in it. Give exactly. us a location that makes sense. The NHL, too. 
first of all, they're they're trying to compete with the other leagues, which is like that's fine. But you're you're playing you're so far behind. Like you had something that was actually working for you. There was a time where I think the NHL was probably had a little more buzz than the MLB and the NBA, just a little bit more, just a lull in those other leagues and a little bit of a spike in popularity in the NHL kind of mid 2000s, early 2010s. You remember the like, NHL was really on the rise. Do you remember like the NHL 36 where like it followed yeah. the NHL? They only yeah. did like four episodes of those. Yeah. NHL 36, 24 seven road to the winter classic. Amazing. Um, did a great when, job going way back to when games were on versus like, that's not even yeah, a channel. Yeah, those were that. the glory days of the NHL and they would market them so well. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like, they're trying to be identical to these other sports leagues. Listen, everybody's going to model after the NFL because the NFL does it so well. There's yeah. something about, listen, how the NFL was able to do what they have done is incredible because tomorrow you've given us probably the three most boring football games to watch on Thanksgiving. Everyone's going to watch those games, no matter what, because it's Thanksgiving, you watch football. But if the NHL were on tomorrow and it was two bad, three bad games, I wouldn't watch. I remember they tried to do it a few years ago where it was like the Flyers versus Flyers. 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 Rangers. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember watching those games. I don't remember it at all. Can I just... On the topic of these Thanksgiving games and how bad the NFL ones are. Yeah. So I'm just kind of scrolling through Instagram right now. And on Bleacher Report Gridiron, the football page for Bleacher Report, like they are dedicated to football, which means that anyone who's there is specifically there to be a football fan. They have posted a poll on their story, right? Like a bunch of Thanksgiving things, right? The last one, it says, choose your play. One option is Thanksgiving football. The other option is Christmas basketball. Christmas basketball is winning the fucking poll. That's absurd. <laughs> That's, That's cap. We all know what do you do as everybody, whether you watch football or not, whether you're a super fan like I am. and like I'm going to watch are. football tomorrow. Yeah, that should be. Well, that should I, tell you something. Michael's exactly. gonna watch. <laughs> I watch football on Thanksgiving, but I also watch basketball on Christmas, and I am way right. more entertained by Christmas basketball than I am by Thanksgiving. No, you, you lost me there. You lost I don't me there. agree with that. But I'll also say, you're a basketball fan. Brendan and I are not. Right. This is true, that. That's also. But true. I think there's when you're comparing the two, you associate Thanksgiving with football, oh, regardless yes, of the absolutely, NFL. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I completely agree on the statement that Thanksgiving, you think of football and that from a historical standpoint, like yeah. that is a football thing and football. Right. I, I, I'm willing to bet that the numbers even for TV are better exactly. yeah. for football on Thanksgiving Probably. than basketball on Christmas. Yeah. But the quality, when it comes down to the quality of the games and the entertainment factor, it tends to I am way more glued to the TV watching Christmas basketball than I am with Thanksgiving football. For me, Thanksgiving football often gets saved by the fact that I'm eating fucking turkey. That's a good point. Right. I think that it's just like quality of games. I think you're probably right. I think NBA Christmas games. I mean, I watch NBA Christmas games and I don't really watch the NBA until it gets to the playoffs because I just I'm not a basketball guy. I just never have been. Um, I love March Madness and college basketball, but that's kind of my limit. But I'll watch on Christmas because NBA is kind of locked up Christmas Day as like their day. But when yeah. you I still I still think as an excitement and entertainment aspect, and this is not just because I'm a nerd about football. I think way back Thanksgiving has always been a football holiday. Your high school teams play on Thanksgiving. You know, Lucy snatching the ball away from Charlie as he's running up and trying to kick it. Charlie Brown. Uh, as he's run up and trying to kick the field goal. That's a Thanksgiving thing. 
everyone's family plays that football on Thanksgiving. I don't know if we're the only ones, but I know of several people, even if it's just like, Hey, let's go toss the pigskin around out back. Or it's like, if you're at the Willette household, shit gets nasty on Thanksgiving day when it comes to the annual football game. So like, I just think that because the sport of football has such close ties to the uh, holiday of Thanksgiving, I think that there's just an excitement factor to be able to say, hey, there's a professional football game on the TV right now on Thanksgiving Day. We're here we're with family. It's so great. Let's go outside and play football ourselves and be like the guys on TV. And that boils down the essence of what TBR Bowl is for all of us. Obviously, it's not played on Thanksgiving Day. It's around Thanksgiving. But, you know, it's it, it's the same thing. Um, but back to the whole NHL aspect of it, the NHL has tried to do what the NBA and the NFL are doing. I mean, the NHL has played games on Super Bowl Sunday before. It's like Jack, nobody is going to watch a hockey game on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm sorry, but like this Super Bowl Sunday is the premier sporting event in the world every year. You are not going to get a hockey game, a regular season hockey game to rival the Super Bowl. It's just not possible. So don't try. The NHL had an exclusive thing with NBC Sports. There weren't really other sports on NBC Sports. The NFL gets and uh, NBC gets the NFL like once a week uh, and they get the Super Bowl every three or so years. The NHL was consistently on NBC Sports and it was like you're watching an NHL game. You go to NBC like that's that was the thing. And then they even locked up. Um, those primetime slots on the actual NBC channel, not NBC sports, but you'd have like Sunday matinee games were on NBC. So you'd see like the Capitals playing the Rangers or the Capitals, the Flyers. Those were good games and you'd flip them on and just watch them. Now you don't get any of that. Now I am a Boston Bruins fan and I pay for ESPN plus and I can't even watch my own team play on ESPN plus because I'm quote out of market or whatever. Yeah, like, that's bullshit. Like, what are we doing? Do you want people yeah. to not watch the NHL? Because that's, that's people an issue. don't care enough about the NHL to go and buy ESPN Plus and all these bullshit packages that you're offering. It's not an Apple where it's like you're going to sell the phone and, oh, you need the adapter with the phone. So you have to buy it from Apple and you need the AirPods with the phone and you have to buy it from there. People don't give enough of a shit about the NHL to go and buy all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's I don't like I'm a diehard right. <laughs> the streaming, the streaming thing's an issue across sports because, like, with MLB, for instance, right? If you pay for MLB TV, you cannot watch the Red Sox when you are in Boston, right? Like, you you you're not allowed to do like you can't watch the Mets in New York, and then like it doesn't even matter if like you're a Mets fan and you're watching the game to watch the Mets. If they're playing the Red Sox, you have to use Nesson, right? Like it's just how it works. Right. So I, that's, that's a problem across sports. That's not just a hockey issue, but then also I just want to shout out to Nesson because they put a little menorah in the top left corner because the Bruins are playing a game on Hanukkah. I saw that. I didn't see that too. So so shout out to Nesson. Yeah, I mean, there's one there's one league that does everything that we're complaining about. Right. And it's the NFL. Never once have I been like, I mean, yeah, the scheduling on Thanksgiving Day, we have a gripe with and every now and then whatever, like no fun league. The taunting is bullshit. But those are pretty minuscule complaints to have compared to on a mainstream scale. I can't even watch the NHL sometimes where before, if you had a big NHL game, 
you were flipping on NBC or NBC Sports or NHL Network and it was, and it was there. there. Yep. Now we don't have that because ESPN's primary sport is still basketball and its secondary sport is still football and its tertiary sport is still baseball. Which is crazy when you think of the fact that both baseball and football are once a week. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's all the coverage gets. It's ironic that ESPN would even enter into a deal with the NHL when they don't want to talk about them on sports. Yeah. Yeah, like why it doesn't make sense why either of these sides entered into this deal literally because espn is just like so we don't care about you but we're gonna we'll do it but we're gonna throw you on a like platform that just makes us money there are the the nhl is espn's fourth maybe fifth priority maybe even i feel like i see mls on espn more than i do and golf too. Golf gets more okay. coverage. And tennis too. When you get around the Grand Slam big tennis events, those yeah. get tons yeah. of coverage. Do college lacrosse gets more coverage on ESPN in the springtime? College yeah. softball gets more coverage. It makes no sense that the NHL well, did this. I mean, before it was NBC, and this goes back before I think all of us were even born. ESPN was hockey. Right. Like they had it. Yeah. And whatever it was, it they were doing well. I assume. I mean, I can't speak from my own perspective. But like when they signed, like when they signed the deal, my dad had no problem with it. He was like, "Oh, maybe they'll they'll be fun again because ESPN yeah. used to be fun." But ESPN has built themselves on what you guys have all mentioned, like basketball, even right. tennis. Like if I want to watch tennis, which I rarely ever do, ESPN's on. Yeah, Wimbledon is always know, on ESPN. You know where to find this stuff, and that's the thing with hockey is now you don't know where to find these games. Right. Because <laughs> they're on ESPN Plus. They're on Hulu. Like, like it's it's just weird. It's like, why can I not just turn on a t- Like, I pay for yeah. cable. Why do I need to pay more money to watch a national sports league? Because hockey has a big enough fan base where people are going to watch it if you put it on cable. But yes. not big enough where it needs to be. Like, Premier League soccer that's played in England, you can't really watch every game here unless you pay for a specific plan. And yeah. that makes sense because yes. there's just not enough premier league soccer fans in America trying to watch games Sunday at 4 AM when it's, you know, London time, prime time to put right. it on cable television. This doesn't, it's not feasible. They had NBC sports had like one premier league game every week in the morning yeah. on Sunday. And that kind of worked out. I would, I love premier league soccer. I'd always flip it on, but I'm not a diehard enough fan to pay for every single game. That's my, but yeah. that's what they're doing with the NHL is they think that the fan base isn't big enough to just put it on. So it's like, oh, if you're a fan, you're going to have to pay for it because we don't have a wide enough fan base where it's like Monday Night Football. Everybody's going to watch Monday Night Football on ESPN. They don't need you don't need to buy a subscription for Monday Night Football. Everybody is entitled to Monday Night Football. Yeah. That's the difference. It makes no sense that the NHL did this because they had their own exclusive cable network, basically. They yeah. ran NBC Sports. There was it not is. another sport on NBC Sports that anyone else cared to watch consistently other than hockey. And then yeah. NBC Sports gets liquidated because of this whole thing. It's yep. ridiculous. I but, don't know, man. Yeah, my last point, and this isn't anything we have to discuss any like furthermore, but like I feel like it's hockey in general. Because I feel like all the other major sports, their college sport has a, a massive following as well. And I'm not yes. saying college hockey needs to have a match. The ball. only sport that I would say is similar in a college sense to hockey is baseball. I was going to yep. say college oh. baseball is I not agree. that big. But people care about the College World Series. Yes, mm-hmm. this is true. No one gives a fuck about the Frozen Four. No, yeah. I don't even know how to watch it, to be honest with you. <laughs> and that's what I was saying. It's, it's been on ESPN. 
And that was my point. It's Has it really been? <laughs> but, like, yeah. you have to just stumble across that. If I want to watch a normal college hockey game, like, for example, Seth, if I wanted to watch BU play somebody, I have to go on, like, Nesson Plus. And it's very Dude, rare. Not, not only do you have to go on Nesson Plus, a lot of the time you have to go on a separate streaming service. Yeah, like, it's not even televised. And, like, like, college basketball, college football, those are national television. Like, Dude, that's college basketball, you, you ask me, what, like, how I'm going to watch college basketball. All right, I got TBS, I got TNT, I got CBS, I got ESPN, I got ESPNU. Like, I can rattle all those off. College World Series, I always see it on ESPN because they always yep. advertise it on ESPN. Yeah. College we football, about it last it's summer. ABC, it's NBC, yeah. it's uh, ESPN. Like, it's all these things, right? Like, you just know what they are because yeah. they market it better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, this, it, it, to me, it boils down to the whole it's very parallel to the conversation of why, you know, the WNBA or U.S. Women's National yeah. Team isn't making as much. Yeah. And it's because they're not they don't have the audience to rake in as much money as these other leagues. It's not as simple as being like, oh, you know, X team or X player or X league needs to be equal to this other league. It's like, well, yeah. well, that makes no sense. And the NHL is coming at it from that perspective, thinking yeah. th- not that they're entitled to to the same ratings and, and revenue, but thinking we can compete with yeah. the NFL and the NBA and the MLB, maybe the MLB. Um, but they are thinking in their minds, if we do X, Y and Z, then we can compete because we're a major four sport. When in reality, I think it's like addition by subtraction. You were probably doing better by doing less because yeah. you had your own entity. Now it's like. You're trying to group yourself in with the exactly. rest They're of these major sports leagues. Right. And it's like, you just accept the fact right now that you're never going to compete with the NFL. Like, like that should be completely off the table because the NFL is the biggest sports league in the world. Uh, it, it, the, it, so. There's a reason why you have NFL games in Europe and there's an NFL game in Mexico City. No other sport has traveled to all these different places. I mean, maybe the NBA, they've played preseason games in China. The NHL has played preseason games abroad. Um, the MLB has played specialty games here and there. They went to London. They did the Field of Dreams game. But there is no league that dominates the sports world like the NFL. So just accept the fact that you can't compete with them and think about how you can maximize your own internal revenue because it doesn't make sense to try and compare yourself to a very established predominant sports league in America, it's just, it's just never going to happen for them. But that's unfortunately what they're trying to do. Um, and it's not working. It, it's very apparent that it's not working. We are not the only ones that feel this way. I, I would I could guarantee you that the NHL, I'm sure the scheduling, too. I won't even get into it, but I've said this before. The Bruins play every other weekend. It's like that's brutal. <laughs> very far and few are the Bruins playing a game. Um, so, yeah, they've had this yeah. ridiculous schedule this year where it's like, they play a back to back and then they are off for a week and then they play another back to back. Like literally in the month of I'm, I'm trying to think of which. Um, no, like March. Well, February, they're off for like literally the entire well, month. That's like the 11th. Right. Yeah. But they also have their like bye week alongside of it. Like it's a weird. But then it's like November is like kind of normal looking. But then like December they play, let's see, one, two, they play two back-to-backs after, so they go back-to-back, day off, game, two days off, game, day off, game, day off, back-to-back, day off, game, day off, game. Like, that's just unbelievable. They could just take one of those back-to-backs 
and put it on it's like the game on the eighth against Vancouver. They could put that on the sixth and then the game against Montreal could instead get played on the 12th or like the actually, no, they should play the game on the eighth against Vancouver on the fifth. Then they should play the game against Edmonton on the seventh. They should play Calgary on the ninth, play Montreal on the 11th, then play Vegas 14th, Islanders 16th, Ottawa 19th. Yeah, I agree. Like it, what, like I used to love home and homes, but why the fuck are we doing it this way where you play the home and home, but you have all this time off. Like it doesn't make sense to me for them to have all of this time off and then be forced to play all of these home and homes. And they're not even home and homes. They're just back to back games. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any, it's the NHL is just so it's, I, I was raised in a time where the Bruins played every other night. Monday, Wednesday, yep. Saturday, for the most part. Yeah, like that would always be like Bruins hockey was on every other day. And then you'd have a break in between. And then, you know, it would sometimes match up with like you would have a Bruins game on Wednesday, a Pats Thursday night football game or, you know, just Thursday night football in general. Like and then a Bruins game Saturday, college football Saturday and then NFL Sunday. Like that was always the way it went. There were never breaks. I found myself in the past few days saying, like, what the fuck am I going to watch tonight? like NBA, college basketball, college hockey. Like there's nothing, there's no consistency in like, all right, tonight is Bruins night. Tomorrow night is Pat's night. The next night is, is college football, uh, Thursday night football or whatever it may be. There's none of that anymore. Um, and I think the NHL needs to find a way to integrate like, all right, teams are going to be playing consistently and we're going to, we're going to own these days and these time slots like Saturday nights, hockey night in Canada like always a great spot for a rivalry game. And like before our time, Saturday night was always the hockey night, mm-hmm. but now it's like, you're not really putting any premier games on Saturday night. And it's like these college football primetime games are just taking over, which they probably already would. But like, if you're trying to compete with college football, which like, Hey, I think you probably could do depending on the teams in the game after a long day of college football games, people want to break and they don't necessarily care about the eight o'clock game on a Saturday. Like you might get some, you know, fans flipping over to hockey, but you're not giving them that opportunity to do so because you're not on cable. I agree. It's a, it's a whole debacle going on. It is. I don't, I don't know when it'll get situated or if it ever will, but I'm hoping. No. Like overall to sum it up, I feel like we're all on the same page here. The yeah. overall enjoyment of hockey this year or the drive to watch games is not really there for no. any of us. Yeah, it took a, I think COVID did the NHL in more than any other sports. And, and one point I was going to make is I feel like we just kind of got like an a too much. And I, this sounds crazy coming from me too much hockey. Yeah, we got the bubble. Then we got like three months off and then just like like a rampage of hockey all the way from January to like the end of June. And like yeah. it was just hockey, hockey, hockey. And like throughout that, we were trying to like everyone's still trying to like get back into the normal live. Like, the wow. other thing too like, is the NHL. Really like when did the NHL let fans back in at full capacity? The March. second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Full true. capacity. Second round of the playoffs. That's true. The NFL. Granted, it wasn't full capacity, but They're the NFL outside. had fans in their stadiums in week one. Yeah. The NHL had nobody in there until late March. Yeah. I remember us going to that first game. It was like March yeah. 25th or something like that against the Islanders. 
Um, Let's look. The NFL had fans in the stadium. I know it's outside, but still, they had some fans in there at the beginning of the season. And the NHL did not go full capacity until the second round of the playoffs. I think think COVID definitely took a toll on the NHL, and they're still recovering. I agree with that. Um, All right, let's end this podcast on a positive note tbr bowl friday yeah, now that i've gotten my rant out of the way let's actually preview this game and talk about it now that we know pretty much everything teams and all of that um i would say tbr whites opening up as the betting favorites given that they won last year yep so i kind of i kind of like being plus money though I'm not gonna lie i'm all, I, <laughs> I'm all about plus money um seth let's figure this out now seth what jersey do you want to wear what are my options here? I mean, let's narrow it down. Like, what what teams are you thinking? What players? Um. Okay. Well, am I talking college here, or am I talking NFL? We um. We had a college jersey last year. I don't think I, I own one white college jersey. I think so. Probably NFL. Okay. So I am not wearing a Jets jersey. I will also not wear a Giants jersey. Um, Someone wore a Giants jersey last year. Yeah. Um, We had two college players last year. I feel I would feel weird wearing a Colts jersey. Um, What did he wear? He wore. I think. Oh, that's right. He wore Tua. I'm thinking. Do you have? (laughs) I guess. Like, do you have any tight end jerseys? I feel like that'd be what I'd. Look more yeah, most normally in now. Rob Gronkowski was worn last year, and I do have that. Um, was that a Bucks jersey? Yeah, it's a Bucks jersey. Um, mm. I don't know of any other tight ends. Well, what's the list? What's the list of jerseys that you have? Just so give me the list. He just knows he has whites. It's I have to less. just here. Let me look up all the NFL teams, and I can on my phone, so I can see in my head what I have. NFL team. Do you have an Aaron Hernandez jersey? No. <laughs> I did at once. I met Aaron Hernandez. That's wild. He was my favorite player for a little bit. <laughs> He's the nicest guy when I met him. You never would have suspected what ended up happening. Yeah, I feel like they said that <laughs> about He just has killer things. instincts on and off the field. I mean, there's nothing Boom. we can do with that. <laughs> I, I remember hearing an interview with with like a defensive back or something and Aaron Hernandez like he like face maxed Aaron Hernandez and Aaron Hernandez got up he's like I'll fucking kill you and the guy yeah. the guy goes damn I didn't think he was actually serious about that <laughs> six years later <laughs> who, who would have known <laughs> um okay Carp wants an Oakland Raiders jersey for reasons I'm not going to announce on the podcast so I got Carp a white Oakland Raiders jersey that he can wear. I have a white Redskins jersey, a white Panthers jersey. Is that a Cam Newton jersey? It might be. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not the quarterback, but <laughs> I know. Um, a white Cowboys jersey. You have a white. I think you have a white pack. Is that? No, I don't. I have a green That's Packers green. jersey. Is that a Des Bryant jersey? It is. That's that. Okay. That's that. I have a white Browns jersey. White Browns jersey. Is that? Oh, you don't have a Beckham jersey. There's no fucking way. No. 
Uh, is that a Baker jersey? Yeah. Okay. I do have an OBJ jersey, but it's blue. Okay. I have a, I'm trying to think. White Giants. White. I don't, okay. I don't own a Chiefs jersey. I don't own a Saints jersey. I don't own a Colts jersey. I don't own a Broncos jersey. I own a Seahawks jersey, but it's blue. I don't own a Bengals jersey. I own a white Redskins. I don't own a, I own a white Raiders, but it's taken. I own a white Panthers. No Jets. No Bills, Red 49ers, Black Steelers, Black Eagles, Blue Bears, nothing for the uh, Blue Rams, no Lions, Blue Chargers, White Browns, White Cowboys, Blue Vikings, White Bucks, no Jags, White Patriots, um, no Texans. Who's Who's your White Patriots? Uh, I think I've got a Brady. I think I've got a Chandler Jones, and I think that's it for white. Uh, no Titans. I'm uh, sorry, blue Titans. Green Packers. No Falcons. Oh yes, Falcons, but black. Um, and red Cardinals. No Ravens. So yeah, that's your that that's your selection. Okay. So I'm thinking Dez. Um, I used might to love be, that. Might be a Madden. tad bit small, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other issue is how big are these jerseys? That's why I was, I thought that somewhere, like maybe Vito has got a jersey I can wear. You can ask him. I mean, I do have the Gronk white Bucks jersey that was worn last year. That definitely would fit. Um, I can, the Dez is probably, you probably squeeze into the Dez. <laughs> what size is it? I don't know. And, and then who's the, um, who's the Washington? Player? Sean Taylor. Oh, that's such a move. That's a tough one. Honestly, that that one might be small. I got to check. All right. If let's say bring the Gronk no matter what. Okay. But then backup is the Sean Taylor jersey. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll roll with that for now. And then Michael. Michael and I were trying to match, but his jersey just never shipped to my house. So I went to the thrift store today and got him three jerseys. Um. I'm so serious. No, I'm actually, I, it's not a thrift store. I shouldn't say that. It's a savers? sports thrift store. No, oh, it's, it's sports collectibles in Peabody. No, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Peabody Center. Peabody Square. Yep. yep. Yeah. Nice. I've been going in there my whole life. They know Phenomenal. me by name. Phenomenal place. It's so funny. Yeah. I don't know how they stay in business, but they do. Um, it's always those random places I feel. Yeah. And I go in there and I went through the NFL rack and I picked them out three pretty solid quarterbacks that I think are similar to his style. If you know so what I mean, what, what, what did you pay? So he has Brett Favre Vikings. Okay. Um, Screams me. <laughs> um, uh, John Elway Broncos. retro, <laughs> And um, who was the third? I forgot what you said. Uh, Shit. Why am I? Oh, 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 Kurt Warner Rams. Oh, yeah. oh, I vote Kurt Warner. Yeah, that, try, try and find the link between those three players and Michael. I mean, they're all light and slow. What's Seth? Are you high? have you seen Michael? He's a speed demon. Seth, I'm not <laughs> saying that you're slow. I'm saying that all of the guys that he just named are white and slow. No, the point is that I ain't moving from the pocket and I can sling it. 
<laughs> That's the yeah, point. Yeah, we're we we uh we banned rushing this year. Running. <laughs> Same thing. No. No. <laughs> But um, I think, honestly, can you bring all three? Yeah, that'll be a game-time decision for me. I'll bring all three, sure. So, Brownie got a um, guy from Waterboy jersey. Shocker. <laughs> I kind of forced him to do it. Because no, he, like he wanted to get a funny one. Uh, and we went to Lid's locker room at Burlington Mall. And they had that or Forrest Gump. Um, <laughs> so, he did He did the water. What's, his, what's the Waterboy's name? Boucher, is it? Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, so he got that one in orange. That's so, a sick jersey. It is. So your um, Elway would complement that nicely because it's the old Bronco. Yeah. The orange one. Um, But, you know, do do whatever you feel. Uh, I am Earl Campbell. Yes. And I would have been Warren Moon. You would have been Warren Moon. Oh, that would actually would have been really good. That's what I'm saying. I know. Right. Mitchell and Ness fucked up. So thank them. I honestly I feel like I'll probably lean towards uh, Kurt Warner. That's we'll a that's a tough jersey because it's the greatest show on turf jersey yeah. too. So it's the blue with the it's not the tarmy gold that he wore last year, oh, but like the dark, the, the dark yeah, one. like yeah. when they were in their prime with like Isaac Bruce and all of them. Yeah, I know exactly so, what I'm talking about. Yeah, that would be a tough jersey. Yeah. So I think I'll probably lean towards that. Oh, that's such a hit from behind. <laughs> I, I, that's why I went ooh, dude. Patriots Cam Newton jerseys are thirty bucks on Dick's Sporting Goods right now. <laughs> no way, thirty bucks. That's, that's a steal. Like, <laughs> Brent, wait, never mind. Sorry, you already answered that. No, say it. I was just going to say, who are you wearing? We, you are, we already just discussed Earl that. Earl Campbell, and let, barring a significant change of heart from now until then. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's talk game for a second. Yeah, I got a dip. Okay. Yeah, we can get this over with. Let's talk quick score predictions from everybody, and then we'll just play the game. So, the, the okay, quickly. We were high scoring last year, right? 86-80. Yeah, high scoring. And I don't want that to happen again this year. I expect it to happen again. It so. will happen, but I don't want it to happen. So we're doing no running this year and four 15-minute running quarters with clock stops within two minutes. Each time, each team gets three timeouts. Now that we have a ref, we can actually stop the clock when we want. We're yeah, not yelling up to yeah. Brownie a yard and a million yeah. miles away telling him to call a timeout. Our, <laughs> our ref will be very into it this year as well, so I'm excited for that. Good. I we got him a uniform a, and everything. We have a good ref for uh, Friday's game. So um, I'll go first. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I believe TBR Dark is going to win. Because, you know, with what that's what's up. Is a lot we're just the better team. I, I would we're be disappointed money. in you if you thought you were going to lose. Like, why the fuck would you be showing up? No, no, Sam, why would I show up if I thought you were going to lose? No, pull, just, pull a Chris Paul, come up here and be like, <laughs> When they asked him, do you think you're going to win game seven? He's like, uh, what do you want me to say? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly, I feel like our team chemistry is there. Uh, we have the entire Nantucket trip here ready to play. We do. I, dude, um, I didn't even think about that. It is nothing, the Nantucket trip. I have never. That was an absolute. Chem oh, fest. we didn't that even fest. know that that was a team bonding trip. <laughs> Quote me on that. That was a chem fest. Uh, the chemistry was flowing. Nick Ferullo can mesh into anything. Ever he'll 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 never not be able to blend in. Um, Ferrillo's a bitch, and I hope he runs a crossing ground so I can lay him the <laughs> fuck. Ferrillo's questionable with an illness right now. Yeah, whatever. Ferrillo, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Well, honestly, we're all we're all team fuck yourself, Ferrillo. Okay, you fucking I'm, pussy. I'm gonna. I'm say, complaining about the weather, and you're a little bit sick. fuck you. I'm gonna say fair. Uh, <laughs> TBR dark seventy six. 
TBR white 70. Okay. So another six point game, but in our favor. Yeah, I think we're gonna win I like in a dramatic story. fashion. But like, I, I, I want like it to be dramatic. I want it to be dramatic. How about you, Seth? I like the numbers that he picked, and I like the distance, like the you know the what's it called, like this you know the difference in score, like yeah. the margin of victory. Um, I'm going to go. I think it's gonna be a little bit lower. So here, here's the thing: because of the weather, I feel like it's gonna be a bit lower scoring game. I feel like the ball yeah. is not gonna come out as clean, and it's gonna be harder to catch it. So I'm going to go, um, uh, wh- what's the extra point deal? Is everyone going for two for two? I think we've decided on. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, I'm going to say 50, I'm going to say 54 to 48 TBR white. Okay. I think that we are going to win by 14, uh, and and that's not to say it's not a close game because that you know everything's kind of close when you're playing flag football. See, to me, a, <laughs> a, a fourteen point game in this situation would be you guys are like in the situation that you guys win. It's you guys are up by eight. We're and close score, to scoring, yeah. and we throw an interception, and you guys take it back and score, and then we, we decide can. there's no reason to go for the. Um, uh, to you. understand um interceptions are dead balls on spot are they that's fucking yeah they just, they go well, back not not dead balls it's it's a turnover but you can't we're run only it playing back. we're only playing from the 50 end. from the 50 and in oh gotcha yeah so, so it's, like, it's just and it's not can, really fair to run it back either exactly so we just um it's just wherever you picked it off is where you get it yeah and everything's opposite. basically man covered so it's like you really if you throw a pick you suck you threw one last year. Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I think you threw two. I threw three. Three? Yeah, no, there were well, not this three. Year, this year it's going to be was. man with a safety. I though. had one, and Johnny Malloy had one, and CJ had one. I think that was it. Oh. This year and defense think, is different because it's a man with a safety. Because why would you cover the QB? Well, we weren't able by, to run by, that. by rule, you have to cover the QB. Oh. So what, but what the fuck's the point of that? He can't run, so you because can't Theoretically, run. I got it down. Yeah. I could throw a, what? like a seam, you bat it down at the line. Oh, but, but that's still dumb. You can it's just I, it's, if you double covering, then it's not fair. So actually, why the fuck am I complaining about this? I get to stand around and do nothing fair, for exactly. every defensive play and not oh, be so a you're liability. The Never mind. Guy? <laughs> I'm probably you think the Seth is gonna run guy. around and try to cover you, Brennan. That's no, well, it's, well, it's like, obviously let's me. Let's be honest. honest. Like, I would be I would be willing to run around and cover, but I have a sneaking suspicion that we're gonna show up and the guys are going to be like, nah, you can stand there. And, you know, I think we're all with you on that one, Seth. <laughs> Listen, OK, so I think we're going to win um, 68 to 54 there. I like that. Uh, I do see it lower scoring this year because Ooh. I think defense is going to be. All, oh, all what scored. a fucking snipe. All scored. Holy all scored. shit. What a Did snipe. He? Yeah, he scored. Oh, that's so clutch. Seth, Absolutely. it was a. Snipe too. Oh my god. I've got it on my oh, phone, so he's about to score. Yeah. Great play too. Bardeezy. Oh great setup. And another three minutes and twenty seconds for Marshan to score and make me go five for five in the game. Ooh. I had Bruins against the spread. Dude, <laughs> I have I had Bruins. Craig Smith is. Yeah, Wait, let's, let's read out the full thing. It was Taylor Hall over yeah. uh 
0.5 points. So we just got that. Then Bruins minus one and a half. That's been easy since the first period. Martian over 0.5 points. He has an assist. Bruins money line. So literally the only thing that has to happen for my parlay is Marshan to score. And then I will have hit every single bet. Nice. I already hit one bet today. And uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd say 68-54. I think it's going to be lower scoring than last year. Uh, I think the defense is going to be better. Um, with no running too, I think that that kind of eliminates a few scores on both ends being forced to throw the ball. Um, and kind of come up with different plays. The defense is going to be more aware. Guys are going to have to get open. So it's definitely going to throw a little bit of a wrinkle into it. Um, But yeah, I see, I I think it's gonna be a close game and it's gonna be fun either way. Like, I just want to go and have fun. Like, I don't give a fuck if if we lose or not. We win. Like I want to, especially this year with the production too, like we're all going to get like professional photos of us playing a flag football game. We're going to have this broadcast that we can put out and promote like crazy um, be sick. It, it's just going to be so much fun. And, you know, I look forward to this every year. Cause like, you know, we don't get to see each other all that often. Um, and to have everybody together in the same space for like a couple hours. And then, you know, we're all going to the Bruins game after too, but like a couple hours playing football and like working on TBR, I think it's gonna be such a blast. So, you know, all the bullshit aside with like, uh, you know, all the getting things together part is hopefully behind us. I'm sure we'll have like one or two things that we have to, work through at the at the 11th hour but you know whatever it's not it's nothing it's nothing we haven't done before so i'm just excited i just want to go out and have like such a such a good time and just hopefully get some good clips and good shots and good photos from my visco um those are one of the gram what are you talking about oh i'm putting mine on the gram too the fuck I do have a Visco, thank you uh no i'm gonna post on the gram and it's i already have the caption figured out it's gonna be sick but you'll have to wait and see for when I post on the gram to read the caption, unfortunately. Okay. So yeah, that's all I have. Uh, Good job, gentlemen. That was a roller coaster of an episode. We started at like a 15 uh, yeah. and I took it back down to an 11, but yeah, that was, that was wild. Um, felt like Brett Kavanaugh. All right. That's all I've got. Um, uh-huh. I feel the same. I also have to use the bathroom extremely bad. Same here. That, that's a staple of the I'm aware. I'm aware. Staple of the review podcast. When you're yep. finished, you got to go piss your brains out. Yep. All right, Seth, take us away. Oh, also, um, in light of the whole outro Tennessee talk, I still stand by my position that I take back everything I said about Tennessee. Go ahead, Seth. I still stand by my position that Orange is better burnt. Tennessee can go fuck themselves. They're a shitty school with shitty fans and a shitty football team. Uh, That's it for episode 93 of the review. (laughs) We will see you on the flippity flip side, everybody. Bye. I guess I go f*** myself The sun still shines while I'm taking L's Oh well, oh well, oh well Oh well, oh well, oh well I'm not living, I'm surviving Chasing the horizon, no, I never get there I've been stuck out on a night